Welcome back to the Magna Vita Show. I'm Alex Olson, and every week we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal and professional growth so that you don't have to. We present the best practices and principles empowering us to build a great life. Last week we talked about our personal brand and being intentional. This week, the best podcast talked about improving our performance and fulfillment. But first, the quick bonus for this episode, just wanted to share something that really surprised me. Sarah and I are looking into doing triathlons, and so if you have any advice or guidance on training or what bikes we should get, that would be very much appreciated. And we're looking at starting small, what we've talked about a lot on this podcast, just starting small and doing something is better than nothing at all. But we want, it was interesting to look at the Ironman triathlons as well, which are just an incredible physical feat that less than 0.001% of the population can actually complete. Um, and so for those of you that don't know, it's over two miles swimming, over 100 miles biking, and to finish it off, it's, you have to do a whole marathon all at one time. And so I thought that to do one of these, you'd have to be pretty young to be honest that you'd have to have a really fit body and you'd have to be young and and so it, it was just really surprising and powerful to learn that the average age of someone that completes an Ironman is 42 years old and so for those of you listening that might have a little bit more experience I'm not saying 42 is old but that was just such a powerful lesson that we shouldn't put limits on ourselves. we shouldn't say oh I'm in my 30s now I'm too old I can't do this and, I, and I'm not just talking about physical things. I think so often we put mental limits on ourselves as well. We say, oh, I would love to read this book, but I'm just kind of lazy, or I'd love to wake up early, but I'm just not a morning person. And so just a qu quick reminder to hopefully not put limits on ourselves and to dream big and just go out and see what we can accomplish. And I'm hesitating to share the second part a little bit because it can come across the wrong way, but. I also wanted to highlight the heavyweight champion of the world for boxing. His name is Andy Ruiz, and he recently, it was an incredible upset. If you want to see David and Goliath in real life, I would look this up. Um, I saw the weigh-in of the two p fighters before the fight on social media, and there, my computer was muted, and I honestly thought that it, it was a joke. I thought that there was a fan who was meeting the previous heavyweight champion um, so the previous heavyweight champion ha had everything better he was taller he had a longer reach he's incredibly physically fit he's not perfect but he's pretty close and it was just incredible to see Andy Ruiz someone who's an incredible fighter but someone who doesn't fit the mold you wouldn't look at him and say oh that's the heavyweight champion of the world but he believed in himself and so just sticking on that on that thought of he never put limits on himself and he didn't care if he didn't look the right way or wasn't the perfect physique. He just went out there and he gave it everything that he had and because of that he was successful and he's now the heavyweight champion of the world. So sorry that was a little bit longer but I saw they were both really amazing, uh, amazing things that both surprised me and, and reminded me not to put limits on myself. So there were three great podcasts this week so let's go ahead and get into it. The first podcast is another great one from The Art of Manliness. They interviewed David Epstein, who's 
come out with a book called Range, Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World. So the central thesis is that generalists do better and succeed more than people who specialize in just one thing. And I found this to be really comforting because as we do get older, I think it can be frustrating at times we can look back and really wish that we were more specialized and we can say, oh, if I just went to med school, I would be so much happier. Or if I just only focused on one sport, I could have gone to college, I could have gone professional. And I really like what he talks about, about becoming a generalist, because he says that we need a general framework that allows us to become a master learner, that that's more important than just being really good at one thing. Because we often hear of these people who do specialize and are amazing, but he said that only certain domains are good to be specialists in. So he gave the examples of golf. We always hear about Tiger Woods when he was three years old being able to hit the golf ball. So he talked about golf and music, but he said it's, it's good to be a specialist if there are patterns to repeat, if movements and options are very constrained, and if there's immediate feedback. So you have all those things in, in a, something like chess or golf, but that's just not how the real world works. That's not how our relationships work. That's not how a complex job works. And so he said that instead we need training and breadth to be able to apply our skills and knowledge to diverse situations. And that breadth of training will determine how we can transfer and apply our skills to new situations. I thought it was really interesting. He said that teachers who taught specifically to the test their students got better grades in the short term, but worse grades in the long term. And that's because we have to learn to make connections on hard abstract problems instead of just finding a procedure to get the answer right. And I really loved, he said, difficulty is not a sign that you are not learning, but something being easy is a sign that you aren't learning. So it was a great reminder that sometimes it should be hard that we expect that when we work out and we go to the gym and it's the same way with trying to learn something or trying to improve something in our life and I really liked when he said it's okay if you are young and you don't know what you want to do yet we're always changing and we can make the most of new opportunities he said in fact successful people are short-term planners and they look for the best opportunities and then they work to make the most of them in the short term. And he said that some successful people are even averse to long-term planning and they don't do it because that can get them tunnel vision where they only see that one option and they miss out on other opportunities. Just a couple more points. He said that best leaders have diverse backgrounds and experiences that they can pull from. And doing different things and having different hobbies can help us to be better at our main job or our main focus. And the last part that I really liked, he said, when you find fit, in other words, what is best for you, so what what works for you, when you find that fit, it will look like grit. And what he meant by that is sometimes people give up or they they don't have, they feel like they don't have the time or the energy or the motivation. But if we can just find what, what fits us, what we're really, I'm hesitant to use the word passionate about because I know it's become a cliche, but if we can find that fit, then we'll be able to be gritty and we'll be able to work hard 
and to make the most of those opportunities. The next podcast comes from Oprah's Masterclass, and this week she interviewed Condoleezza Rice. Uh, She's really an incredible woman, and she's been the first to do so many things in her life. She was the first woman to be the National Security Advisor to the President of the United States. She was the first Provost of Stanford, and she was the first African-American woman to be the Secretary of State. And she said people ask her, how do I become you? And she says that her advice is to start as a failed piano major. And I love that thought. She said her whole life was about becoming a concert pianist, but she realized that she couldn't get to that point, that she wasn't as naturally talented as other people. So instead, she said she had to find what she loved to do. And once she found that, she said it made working hard a joy. And it gets, gets back to that point that when we find our fit, it will look like grit. And I liked, she said that whatever we're doing, we should try to do it very well to stand out. And a great way to do that, she said she always wanted to learn more and more. She was curious and she wanted to become the best that she could be by learning as much as possible. And the last point from this podcast, I like that she said, don't take success for granted. Always recognize and be grateful for the luck and for the blessings that you have. The last podcast from this week comes from TED. The podcast is called TED The Interview from the people that do TED Talks. And this week they interviewed David Brooks. He's coming out with a new book called The Second Mountain. He's one of my favorite authors. He wrote The Road to Character that is really good. and. I really like this metaphor. He talks about how the first mountain in life is about earning and acquiring. It's about seeing how much we can accomplish for ourselves. But after the first mountain, he said that we go through a valley of suffering where we realize those things don't make us happy and we're not who we are meant to be and that we need spiritual food and strength to climb our next mountain. And then he said the second mountain is about contributing and giving back to others. And I really liked, I thought it was really interesting. He talked about how the central lie in our society is that we can make ourselves happy. But success does not make us feel fulfilled. The only way he said to feel fulfilled is to give and receive love. And that might sound kind of touchy or feely, but I really liked I really like that idea and I think it's so true that by looking outside of ourselves, we can really find ourselves. It was interesting, he said that a lot, he thinks the main reason that society and our culture and, and people today are struggling is that we don't have advice to give to the next generation. He said that at commencement speeches, we tell them to be free and to follow their passions, but they don't know what their passions are or should be. They don't know how to find that fulfillment that they're looking for. And so the interviewer pushed back and said, well, what would you tell them? What's one word that you could give to people? And he said the one word would be commitments. That in life we'll make four commitments. To our family, to our vocation or work, to philosophy or religion, and to our community. And he said the fulfillment in our lives will depend on how we choose and execute on those commitments. 
And I really like that idea that if we can commit ourselves to something bigger than us, that if we can dedicate our, our life to some larger cause or larger purpose, whether that's our family or something we're really passionate about at work or to our faith or to our community, then we will find that fulfillment and that joy that we're looking for. And it was really interesting. He talked about how social change happens when a small group of people find a better way to live and then the rest of society follows them. And he thinks a key way to do that is through selfless service after our struggles. He shared a really interesting quote that someone said, we can't clean only our part of the swimming pool. We have to clean the whole pool because we're all swimming in it and we're all together and what we do for one person will help the larger community. And it was interesting, he talked about how we've lost that sense of being a good neighbor, of just showing up to be there for people, that it doesn't have to be super over the top, but just being there day in and day out is what really makes the difference for people. And he said that our current problem right now in America is social isolation, social fragmentation, and a loss of trust. And because of these things, we've lost our American story. That, and that story needs to include all voices. And I really like to accomplish that story. He talked about how vulnerability is the key trait of our age. Because relationships are built when one person is vulnerable and the other person responds and is also vulnerable. When we're willing to show our weaknesses and our struggles, that's when other people feel comfortable and they feel the strength to share their own. And I really liked, he said that to do that, we need in-person contact with other people. That Netflix isn't enough that, it, and he's not against Netflix or bashing it, but he just said that's not enough. That, and that's why conferences have become such a big uh, part of our society. And he's also said that's why brunch is the new church, because we miss that human contact and we want to be together with other people. And I really liked, so just to close and wrap up a little bit, he said that if we want to motivate people to a cause, we should emphasize that it will bring them closer to other people because we want to be liked and we want to have that human connection and that sense of community in our life. And I, he said that we'll build that unity that we're missing in our country by working together on a big project, something that is hard and tough and something that we need everyone's help on. And the last part, something I really liked, he said that happiness is about expanding our own self. It's about personal accomplishments, but joy is about transcending ourselves and helping others. And the moment that we forget ourselves and lose ourselves is when we find the most joy. So just a, a quick reminder, I really love this podcast that, that he shared talking about how when we live for others is when we can find ourselves. And so in closing, I hope that these tools and tactics about improving our performance and finding fulfillment help you this week to build a great life. If there's anything that we can change, we'll have the anonymous feedback form uh, at the bottom of our show notes. And just want to say thank you again for being here. We know that there's a lot of places that you could be and it means a lot that you're here with us. So thanks again and we'll see you on Friday.